I'd floated all the way to North Dakota, and there I was, scared to death as I dropped like a stone from the sky. Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I am SportsLogos.net minor league baseball correspondent Paul Caputo, broadcasting live, as always, from the Sunday Helmet Hall of Fame in my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado. Today, we're going to be talking about the collegiate summer level Northwoods League Bismarck Larks. Later on in this episode, I'll be joined by John Worthen of Worthen Design. Baseball by Design wildlife correspondent Ranger Amy Burnett will be back. And of course, Dan Simon is here with a studio Simon Stumper. I'm joined right now by John Bollinger, who is the CEO, president, GM, Grand Poobah, all the things for the Bismarck Larks. Uh, John, thank you so much for coming on and talking about the Larks. Yeah, no, thanks so much for having me. This is a really fun brand. You've taken this sort of, uh, to my knowledge, and we're going to talk with Baseball by Design's wildlife consultant, Ranger Amy Burnett, later on in the podcast to talk about Larks themselves. But <laughs> I, I should say, it, to my knowledge, a lark is not the most like threatening bird out there in the world, right? Like so, so yeah. this here you've taken this sort of innocuous kind of bird and turned it into this this menacing yellow and black minor league baseball logo. So what was the thinking in 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 using this bird as as the brand identity for a baseball team? Yeah, well, you know, if you see our mascot, he's kind of an overweight, uh, fluff, you know, fluffy lark. Uh, I would, I, I would call Clark, Clark the lark a lot of things, but definitely not menacing. But uh, <laughs> no, it, uh, you know, so a meadow lark. Uh, we did a team name contest, like all teams, when we started our team back in the fall of 2016. Uh, really wanted something that resonated uh, with our city, with our state. Obviously, we're Bismarck. We're here in the capital of the state, and and you can see that represented in our logo uh, with the capital building. Uh, which is what the bird is uh, kind of standing on or, or behind. And so the meadowlark is the state bird of the state. Uh, and, uh, you know, so again, you, you know, when you're doing a minor league team, you always think it might be something goofy and wacky and different. But once we had team name submissions and ended up having our final five, I mean, Bismarck Larks just kind of rolled off the tongue. It's got the alliteration a little bit. Uh, it ties to the state, ties to the capital. Uh, but, you know, we wanted to put our unique spin. So obviously he's there with a bat. You don't want to mess with that guy. Mm -hmm. But he's kind of smirking, you know, because we always have a trick up our sleeve and have a new antic that's going to come your way. So. He's, you say he's not menacing, but first of all, he's the size of this building, right? Like he is standing oh, behind true. this like building. God, he's a, a happy guy, a smirking Godzilla. Yeah. He is, <laughs> he's gigantic. And then he's holding this bat. It's, he's not holding the bat, and you know, it's an audio medium, so you can't see what I'm doing here, but he's not holding the bat like he's getting ready to swing. Yeah. He's He's got like sort of like the Joe Pesci, like, like sort of it, the bat's <laughs> in one hand and he's sort of smacking it into the left hand here a little bit. Like, you know, what am I, a clown? <laughs> Seems like a good guy to hang out with. You know, we all have those friends. We're glad they're our friend. We would never want him to be our enemy. <laughs> Maybe that's this guy, you know? So, and I I will say one of our names, uh, and it's actually kind of cool, Paul, I don't know if you know this, back in 2020, we actually had to have three teams play with COVID. Mm. We were the first team in the country, June 15th, to play with fans in the stands, the Bismarck Larks. Yeah. And, and the two other names in our contest, uh, a contest were the Bismarck Flicker Tails, uh, which is kind of a ground rodent that's known in, in North Dakota. And then the Bismarck bull moose, which was in honor of Teddy Roosevelt and the bull moose party. And he spent a lot of time out in North Dakota. So I, I do remember in the talks with our designer, the bats kind of uh, a little bit of an, an essence to like, hear, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick, a little Teddy Roosevelt uh, uh, homage, if you will. And so, yeah, you know, don't, don't mess with the bird, but 
there's a there's a, a sort of trend in minor league baseball that Teddy Roosevelt seems to keep showing up in yeah. in, in logos in minor league baseball here. I, I did notice that when I was reading about the team before we talked that the 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 name of the team contest had the Larks, the Bullies, and the Flicker Tails. The uh, tell me again what a Flicker Tail is. So uh, a Flicker Tail, it's like a, a, a it's a ground squirrel. Okay, really, the okay. real definition is a Robertson ground squirrel, I believe. They're in the same family as prairie dogs and even uh, 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 groundhogs, right? But they're just really common here. And then obviously prairie dogs are more common in the state further out west. But they call them flicker tails. Then they got their okay. little tails and okay. they flicker. So how do you how do you take this logo? I mean, there's a certain number of bird themed uh, minor league yeah. baseball logos out there. I'm an Eagles fan when it comes to the I mean, my first sports baseball. But when I watch NFL football, I root for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm in the habit of, you know, anytime I see a bird team, I want to say just, you know, go birds. But how do you take this uh, this bird logo and distinguish it from, you know, a lot of other sort of bird themed brands out there? Yeah, I think, you know, when we originally started, gosh, I mean, I. If I had, you know, be honest, was there like this ton of thought of like, man, we want to be the craziest different team in Savannah Bananas. That's not not really. I, I think what I wanted to do and still is at our core ethos is it we're the community's team. And like it's yeah, I operate this team and we have great employees. But if this community isn't doesn't feel that this is their team and a part of this team and it ties to them culturally. You know, I'm a transplant. I'm not from Bismarck or North Dakota originally. I, I came out here to help start a business and do something I love, but also make a difference. And so I had to really think through that and do what I thought was the authentic right thing to do for the fans. And so when we heard from them in the vote, and then I just loved, again, I, like I said, the idea that we are the capital city, we got to own that. And, and again, we reference, you can even see in our other ones, the capital is a very unique looking capital. I believe we're one of the only capitals that's not a dome shaped top. So that's a way we stand out and we're different. And then the Meadowlark, uh, again, for me, I, I, you know, I, I think my big aha in North Dakota, right? If you look at every logo, there usually are menacing or they're tough or like your Eagles. I mean, I would not want to mess with that Eagle, but I, I really wanted him to represent a tough you know, he's their little bird, so he needs to look tough, but yeah. that smirk to me was everything because what it kind of says is, Hey, we're going to be a little different, we're about entertainment, we're about family, right? And so, that that was like those are the subtle big things I wanted, and, and it just took off. And, and it's really, it is, it's the community's theme. So, so the, the logo was created by John Worthen, and the colors are black, heather gray, and gold. I'm going to show my ignorance about the meadowlark here. Is that are those colors from the bird itself? They are. Yep, identical. Okay. All right. Well, so that that's perfect. I love that. Yeah. Is it common knowledge that the state bird in in North Dakota is is the meadowlark? Is that that's a pretty common thing? If you live, you know, I, you know, I've lived in a few states, so I, I you know, I, I actually think. You know, I lived in Missouri. Where I'm from Missouri. You would everyone would probably say the Cardinal. I don't think it is, but I'm not really sure what it is. But okay. weirdly, here, yeah, like North Dakotans know the state bird is the meadowlark. Uh, it's a thing. <laughs> they also know this is the joke in, in North Dakota. The state tree is a telephone pole because we don't really have a lot of them. <laughs> um, but and that's not that's not true. But uh, <laughs> it's so funny yeah, no, it, it is. It's a it's a pretty well known fact. And so um, you know, and that's I think that's what I found in the vote, right? I mean, and I'm. Just to share, like openly, I, I was actually really excited about, I love U.S. presidents and I love Teddy Roosevelt. I named my daughter Teddy. Uh, so like I, I was kind of all in on this idea, right? And and as I explored, 
you know, obviously Teddy is, is a big part in our state, but really he was out west in Medora, which is about two hours west of us. You know, when it, when I was learning through talking to people in Bismarck, well, it's a thing and everyone loves Teddy and they they love that it's a part of the state's legacy. It really wasn't about this city, right? And so I think the capital and the bird really, really tied that all together. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the Teddy Roosevelt connection is is certainly not one I would have made do you feel like that's one that that fans make as well? That knowledge of Teddy Roosevelt having been in the state uh, is is that again again common knowledge for someone? I mean, I'm not that far from North Dakota. I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado, right? Like, so yeah. it's it wouldn't take me too long to 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 get to North Dakota. I don't think, but yeah. you know, that's something I didn't I wouldn't have necessarily associated with the state. The Teddy Roosevelt Absolutely. connection. Well, just I, they are they are. Uh, I believe it's official. They're they're. Uh, getting fundraising. And, and and I think this is just a matter of time before it happens. But the, the Theodore Roosevelt Nash uh, Presidential Library will be in Medora, uh, North Dakota. So it is, uh, it's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, it, you know, if you know his story, he came out here in his 20s. Uh, you know, he's a New York aristocrat and from a very wealthy political family and kind of he credits North Dakota with finding himself. You know, he's a big outdoorsman, big hunter, Obviously, the probably made the biggest impact on the national park system and conser uh, 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 conserving our, our 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 resources. And so, North Dakota was a huge impact, and it played a big role in his life for many years. Um, so, yeah, people do. But again, you start getting into in North Dakota is funny, right? We have less than a million people. You almost identify sometimes, and we feel like this. We're an hour or two hours from the next closest city, so we do feel like we are North Dakotans sometimes, almost first uh -huh, and foremost. Uh -huh. But then each city does have its its differences and its things, and and so obviously, when you pick that name, you want it to represent kind of both. But that which I think we did really well. Sure, sure. You're tapping into a lot of like life lists here with this with this name. I'm thinking of first of all. You know, I, there are a lot of people in my life who are birders. My life is sort of surrounded by people like this who just like are are like basing activities on where can I see a new species of bird, right? So, Unreal. so oh yeah, yeah. So like the birder, you don't know those people. <laughs> All right. Well, whenever I talk to a birder, I I always know how it feels to talk to me about minor league baseball, right? Like <laughs> they are going to give me as much as I am willing to take. And I, I know that I do that to people with minor league baseball, but yeah. so anyway, the, the life lists, bird life lists, baseball life list. I've never seen a baseball game in North Dakota. It's uh, it's a state that I have to get to, to check that off my, that's a list that I keep minor league baseball park lists. State capitals is another one, right? Like I have friends who like keep track yeah. of the number of state capitals they've, they visited here. So you've got a lot of life lists going on. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to focus on the bird one. You say you're, you know, that you you don't have those people in your life, but the name the team contest was announced in 2016, yeah. started operations in 2017. You've been with the team since that time, that whole time. What have you learned about larks? What have you learned about larks the bird? It's a good question. Um, you know, I I know that they're again they're they're a prairie bird. Okay. Um, they, um, they have a great like song. I mean, you can look it up. I, I, if I try to do it, I might break the, the internet. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. Um, but they have a great song. I do know, and we're actually working with our local, uh, North Dakota, uh, game and fish department. There's currently a meadow lark initiative going on in our state because they need great prairie lands, um, to, for their habitat. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's kind of bringing awareness uh, of you know making sure we're growing our our states uh, appropriately, being conscious of our split between 
prairie lands and what we're doing with the land because it is kind of the beautiful thing about North Dakota in, the, in these Midwestern states, right? They're wide open spaces. And so, um, you know, I, I, that's probably the, the, uh, the, the extent of what I know about larks. Um, but uh, they're small, but they're mighty, man. And I, I love it. You know, I, I heard from a company once that in a logo, you, you want to be, if you can represent yourself as the underdog, um, you're positioning yourself and people's psyche and mind as a great team to root for. And so I, I think no greater is the lark and underdog in this story. Uh, but, you know, we, 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 we love it. And we're, we're small, but we're mighty. Kind of represents our state a little too. That's awesome. I like that a lot. That's a, a great note to to end on here talking about the Larks. John, thank you so much. This is fun. It's fun to finally meet you. I know that you're involved with a number of teams. We're going to have you back on here in a, in a few weeks to talk about another one of your teams, the Hot Tots. In the meantime, where can people find the Larks online? Yes, I will tell you that. And actually, one other fun fact for you birders out there, all right? Our song. mascot's names, okay? It's Clark the Lark. And Mary Feather Lewis. Okay. And the reason for that is because Clark the Lark, or not Clark the Lark, Clark and Mary Weather Lewis came up the Missouri River through Bismarck and their way to the uh, out west. So I'll get another little subtle tie in for you if you wanted a little more of the nuance on, on the larks. I so. absolutely love that. Mary Feather Lewis is, Mary is a, Feather that, Lewis. that's an amazing name for a mascot. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you can find out more. And, and yeah, Paul, we're going to get you up here to see a game in North Dakota. It's beautiful in the summertime. But you can go to larksbaseball.com. We got great merchandise, can purchase tickets. We play uh, Memorial Day through the middle of August. Uh, and it's just got it's baseball at its finest, right? It's it's college players competing, trying to get better so that they can live out their dream of playing Major League Baseball. So it's a great time. Well, I've not been to a game yet, but I do have a bright yellow Bismarck Larks helmet in the collection out here oh, uh, nice. uh, in, the, in the Sunday Helmet Hall of Fame. Nice. All right. John, thank you so much. This has been a blast. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone, welcome back. Super pleased to be joined for the very first time on this podcast by John Worthen of Worthen Design, who has done some, some terrific logos out there in the sports branding world, including our Bismarck Larks that we're talking about today. So, John, how are you doing? Thanks for joining me. I'm doing great. Thank you. Good to be here, Paul. It's nice to finally meet you. I'm familiar with much of your work, and, and we've got a couple episodes coming up in the next few here where you and I are going to get to chat, so I'm, I'm excited about that. We're starting today, we're talking today about the, the Bismarck Larks, and so this one's been around for a little bit, of, uh, you know, it's been around for a few years and certainly has some staying power. I have to tell you, I work upstairs from the Bird Conservancy of the Rockies. And I had a, a friend of mine who works for the Bird Conservancy and was in Bismarck and went by the ballpark because she's huge into birds and and actually texted me and said, hey, do you have this hat? I'm gonna send, I'm gonna get you this hat. And so. I'm getting a Bismarck Larks hat because, you know, my, my bird friends were in Bismarck. So your, your logo landed with them. Hey, uh, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, it is great. I'll just, I'll just start with this question from a design perspective. What were the challenges? What were the considerations that the team came to for you uh, in creating this brand? Well, I think the, the biggest consideration that we were trying to accomplish was how do you make a lark feel tough and still have some of that friendly kid power that it needed, right? You, you, the, the challenge that we have as, as a 
as a, a designer slash illustrator is how do I make this feel like a 35 year old man wants to wear this on his hat and at the same time have a four year old connect. And, and so that was probably one of the, the biggest challenges I think that we ran into is just not getting too literal with, with it being a bird and not getting too far to the, to the you know, masculine side that he looks like he's been working out at Gold's Gym for 15 years. <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's, that's kind of, that was probably the biggest challenge that we ran into, um, was just that execution of making sure that we, we hit the, you know, the nail on the head. Well, so you've got this, this lark, which is not, you know, in nature necessarily a menacing bird. And we're going to speak with, uh, baseball by designs, wildlife consultant, Ranger Amy Burnett, uh, in the next segment here, but the, the bird that you created is is more menacing, I think, than a a an actual lark is going to be here. You gave them some some sort of menacing qualities here. Yeah. Not least of which is the smirk. That smirk is a, a defining element here, I think. It is, yeah. We wanted them to have some attitude. You know, we wanted people that come to the baseball park, we want them to think that, you know what, I'm a Larks fan. And the bottom line is, is if you're gonna play us here at the home field, we're gonna kick your your rear end. You know, and, and, and that's kind of, I think, what you need in, in a sports logo or in any kind of a, a mascot. You've got him uh, holding a baseball bat, but he's not holding a baseball bat like he's a baseball player. He's holding a baseball bat like he's Joe Pesci in a mob movie here. You know? Exactly. Yeah, he's kind of thuggish. He's got a little thug going on. <laughs> you know, and, and he's got a little bit of the, the that pirate theme of the gold and the yellow as well. So that way he... It's got a little bit of that menace to it. So I wanted to ask you about the colors because you don't see, you mentioned the Pirates and I guess all the sports team in Pittsburgh have that sort of gold and black, but I, you know, except for the, the, the neutral brown bat, the yellow was really the only hue here that we're dealing with, right? You've got the gray, you've got the white, you've got the, the black, and then the logo itself, the, the only hue you're, you're dealing with here is the, is yellow. Is that a challenge working with just the one the one bright color and then everything else is a neutral and sort of tagging on to that? You don't see a ton of sports teams that are based in yellow. There's usually a lot of reds and blues, you know, very few purples, a handful of greens. But yellow is not as common a color in a sports brand. Was that a challenge for you? I, you know, it, it, to answer your question, I think it was uh, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then once we really nailed down that it was going to be the black and the yellow, Mm -hmm. I don't think it really became as much of a challenge because the black really gives it that strong uh, anchor, if mm -hmm. you will, mm -hmm. and lets that yellow come through and become what it really needs to to pop. Um, and I think that's kind of, you know, it like in, in any life setting where you've got yellow, it's usually a, a sign to yield or slow down or, hey, we need to talk about this. Let's 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 back up here for a little bit. Right. Yeah. And and I think that's part of the issue that you run into sometimes with sporting teams. They want to have everything bright and poppy and hey, look at us, look at us. But when you mix those two colors, when you get a black or you get a yellow and you use something that's as dominant and as powerful as black is, um, it really makes that yellow become a hero. It's a similar color palette to another brand that you designed, uh, the Rockford Rivets. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, that jumped out at me when I was looking. I was scrolling through your uh, your website, 
I mentioned that you've done a number of logos. We're going to talk in a future episode about the My Not Hot Tots, but you've done some uh, some really fun brands out there. The the Battle Creek Battle Jacks is a is a fun yeah yeah that was a lot one. of fun. I mentioned the rivets. I mentioned uh, the Hot Tots. The Kalamazoo Kraken is terrific. If you haven't seen, if you're listening now and you haven't seen the Kalamazoo Kraken, this is a really fun logo that you created for for them. But another logo that you created, speaking of the Bismarck Larks, and at the time of this recording, it just came out today, is the Missouri River Motorboaters. This has obviously made something of a splash uh, on social media today. It'll be, you know, a week or two after that, after the release that this actually drops. But this is an alternate identity for the Bismarck Larks. And it's obviously tongue in cheek. They're having a little bit of fun, a uh, fun with it. For you creating an alternate mark for a, a team that is obviously has this sort of fun double entendre. What are the challenges for you in, in uh, creating, you know, uh, treating the project seriously while also knowing that the team is having fun with the brand? Well, I, I think you hit it, Paul. It's making sure it's a serious mark. You know, we um, when we went through it, boy, you can have a lot of fun with that. You can. You got all of the the inside jokes that come as you draw up different icons or you draw up different things and you and you laugh and you giggle about it and you go yeah that was really funny but at the end of the day we we uh, we had to step back and look at it and go okay what can we do that will will allow people to take this team or this this brand or this identity serious but still go out and have fun and, and, and want to wear this kind of stuff on the river when you're boating, when you're out with your family, when you're doing stuff and, and not have it be so tongue in cheek that it becomes offensive right. or, um, uh, or a situation where, where people don't want to see it or they don't want to wear it because it's like, well, that's, that's a little bit far, you know? And so I think that was our challenge. Yeah. Well, it's fun, right? Like, I mean, it's very, very much, you know, the logo is all about boats. And then, of course, the right. reaction online has been a lot of Vince Vaughn gifts, uh, which is, <laughs> which, is <laughs> which has been well, fun. In response to, to the request to have the motorboat, motor boaters, uh, excuse me, created, uh, John reached out to me and said, hey, we have a project we'd like you to work on. And here you go. And when he told me, I went, oh, that's great. Yeah. And then he said, well, do you get it? <laughs> and I said, yeah, it's, it's a logo for going out and you, uh, you spend a lot of time at the lake or the river. <laughs> and and in my naivety, I guess, uh, I didn't understand where he was coming from. And and so we had that long thing and, and we laughed, you know, yeah. we had a good laugh about it. And then from there we went, okay, well, that's not our focus this is our focus. Let's go have some fun with this. I imagine that there are folks out there who are not familiar with the term. I mean, they're selling t-shirts for their youth size t-shirts that say future motor boater, right? So it's, you know, <laughs> clearly they're targeting people who may not be familiar with, with that term. But I imagine that, you know, part of your challenge as a designer is to make sure that that logo stands on its own, even without the double entendre. Correct. Yeah, we wanted it to still have a really hefty background in the sports memorabilia. Um, we wanted to make sure that it's something that could live outside of just a, a one-off or a what-if night, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, that, could, that could really establish a brand moving forward so that you could take this out on the road and you could sell merchandise, you could sell 
gift bags, you know, you name any kind of an item or promotional product that you want to get and you still want to make that have a baseball theme. We wanted that to be able to do that. Absolutely. Well, it's really fun. And it's been, you know, uh, we, you and I chatted before we started recording here and you mentioned that you don't really track the response on, online to something like this, but I can I can tell you it's been pretty universally well received out there. There's people are oh. they're they're having the appropriate amount of fun with it. That's wonderful. That that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted it to to be eye-catching and also something that people would feel again feel comfortable to wear and to be able to enjoy having their family go watch a game. We'll have to see if we can get the, the motorboaters together with the rooster tails uh, out in Pasco, Washington. The Tri-City Dust Devils have a, a boat-themed rooster tails logo as well. So I could maybe uh, see if those two can have a race or something. I don't know. Hey, that's great. Well, as an old, old water skier myself back in the days when everything was slalom skiing and not the the wakeboard days that it is now we we always went for the rooster tail so there you go so i i was not familiar with the term before i learned about the baseball team so i had to be educated on on rooster tails there so uh, that's awesome john this has been a ton of fun to, to get to know you a little bit and to talk about this brand like i said we're going to talk to you again in a, in, in a week or two about the the minot hot tots in the meantime thanks so much for for hopping on and i look forward to talking to uh, you again soon Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. And uh, go Larks. <laughs> go Larks, indeed. Where can people find your work? Can people find you on social media? You can. I'm, I, am, I would say the best place to find me is going to be worthendesign.com. And that, of course, will be in the show notes. John, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, everyone. Welcome back. One of the things that birders like to do is get up at ungodly hours and go out and sit in a field in the cold and the fog and the mist and listen for birds. And so to that end, it is the ungodly hour of 7.45 a.m. <laughs> and we're not in the middle of a field right now. We're sitting on the back patio drinking coffee, but it kind of evokes the whole notion of birding, getting up early you know, and, and talking about and looking for birds. I'm here with, of course, baseball by design, wildlife consultant, Ranger Amy Burnett, who was wearing a brand new, for the first time, the first ever wearing of a brand new Bismarck Larks hat. Uh, I like it. It's kind yeah. of fun. It's a good looking hat. It's yeah. actually, it's a very good looking hat. Absolutely. I thought it would be good to wear this hat for this interview. Well, it's our first spotting of a lark this morning is the one that is on your hat. <laughs> You're right probably now. not going to see one in the neighborhood. So where are you going to see... Meadowlarks. Meadowlarks are usually in prairie areas along roadside. So if you're taking a road trip through the Dakotas, maybe that'd be a good place to see, to take in a baseball game and look for meadowlarks. So here's a clue as to where to find them. It's really easy. You just scan fence lines. Fence lines. They love sitting on top of posts on fence lines and just kind of sit up. The, the males will sit up there and they'll sing their little song on the fence posts and they're just sort of broadcast. Hey, I'm here. Look at me. I'm so pretty or handsome. This is why this is how come like if they're play if they're a baseball player, they would be playing deep outfield. They'd be playing like right up on the warning track because you can't get them off the fence. No, <laughs> that's good. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. We're working on it. Uh, I'm very jealous right now, by the way. Why? You you talked about being up in North Dakota. Chris Storm and Steven Erickson, they're uh, two folks I know through through Twitter. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, they're taking an amazing Dakota's road trip right now that includes both the Larks and next week's Minot Hot Tots. Why are you not there? Because, you know, jobs and... Responsibilities. Exactly. So meadowlarks, like what is it? Tell me about a meadowlark. What do I need to know about meadowlarks in general? They're big, scary, intimidating birds that will rip you the flesh from your bones. You know, I try to find some information about like aggression in meadowlarks because most birds are territorial at some point. And all they do is when they're trying to scare off another male or advertise to a female they point their beaks up into the sky yeah. and flash their big their big black v's on their chest cuz they're yellow chest with a big black v on it they do look a little bit like charlie brown in my mind with like the yellow shirt with like yeah. the jagged black stripe they're kind of like a bird superhero they're not aggressive at all they're just they just point their beaks up in the sky and advertise how big and bad they are, and then they sing. So this logo, though, this so well. Let's talk about why they why larks get their names. The reason they got their name, Meadow Lark, is because they have this sing song. The that's kind of what they sound like. Okay, so kind of a rough estimate, a little rough estimation there. All right, and then uh, it's not perfect, but you can go and listen to it on any app. There's no Meadow Lark answering me back, in case you're wondering. Mm. Paul was looking off into the distance as I was doing Well, I that. thought maybe that owl that we were trying to call last week <laughs> finally came back. It was <laughs> finally, it was finally here like, oh, that's you. <laughs> that's you. So they, that's how they got their name, but they're actually not related to larks at all. Oh. So even though they're called a metal lark and it's the Bismarck larks, they are not a true lark that belongs to the horned lark. And this is not the horned lark, which I did a little bit of research for before. <laughs> Before I found out this is actually the Meadowlark, but oh well, it's a different a different topic. Now, if we have another baseball team called the the Hornlarks, then I'll be all set for the interview for that one. Mm -hmm. So this uh, Meadowlarks are not a true lark because they're actually related to blackbirds and orioles. So wouldn't it be kind of cool if the Bismarck Larks were affiliated with the Baltimore Orioles? I think that would make more sense. I think we've got another minor league baseball realignment coming to to make this happen. Let's get... Who do I talk to? I'm the wildlife consultant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get Rob Manfred on the horn. I and... have some clout here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So so tell me, give me some physical characteristics then. They point their nose up in the they air. They point their nose up they, in the air. They've got a happy song. They, they've got a happy song. You know why they're so happy? Why are they so happy? Because the males usually have two females every year. Oh, and that's that how come they're happy. Breathes well, that's how come the year. males are happy, but what about the females? Well, the males are the ones that are doing the singing. <laughs> I see. Okay. <laughs> the Very females good. make the nest and the... The males just sit on the fence post and sing, and that's probably how they get two females. They have enough time. Yeah. And the females make it the nest. She has no idea. And the, the nest is kind of like a domed nest. It kind of looks like a little tent, like the ones that people put on the beach, you know? Okay. And so it protects it from the sun and the rain. Okay. And she makes this beautiful nest, and then she just goes and hunkers down and, like, incubates the eggs, and the guy goes out and sings. It's kind of a good life. That's probably why he's happy as a lark. This sounds very utopian here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're the dude. Again, the the the... The dude's just sitting there singing, and then the women are building the nest and laying the eggs. And incubating so, them. He comes yeah. in and feeds them, though. So he's he's the hunter. You know, he goes out and gets – you know, we should talk about what they eat, actually. Yeah, but let's he'd talk go about out that. hunting for insects. So if you hate bugs, you should love meadowlarks because they are out hunting grasshoppers and bugs that, that farmers and ranchers really hate. Mm. So they're really associated with prairies and ranching. This is another thing, the fact that they live on on prairies and grasslands, because that's certainly, uh, you know, if they're on fences and then they're on prairies slash grasslands, yeah. the prairie and a grassland could very much be like a baseball outfield. Sure, just surrounded by a fence. 
With really short grass. Really short grass. Really short grasslands. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if the birds would like that. <laughs> yeah, and then in some of these minor league ballparks, oh, I don't know whether they have turf or uh, actual grass at the Meadowlarks game. But they really like, un they don't really like the mowed grass of a baseball diamond. Like, they like the native grass is a little bit taller. So they, uh, Meadowlarks really don't like farmed land like cultivated crops that mm. that doesn't work for them so they want sort of the more wildish you know ranch land type of of uh, of areas to live in all right so this logo of theirs mm -hmm. has this sort of smirking bird and he's he's holding a baseball bat in a very menacing way which we've discussed on this episode already mm -hmm. and you're telling me that that is not at all in keeping with the character of an actual meadowlark that they've taken uh they've taken this little bit of an underdog and they've turned them into uh a, a tough guy that he really is not. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. If oh. you are another male meadowlark, you think that's pretty menacing because he'll point his beak up in the sky and do this. Mm. And then he'll just like display and hop up in the air and other males are like, whoa, I'm I'm out of here. I'm quaking in my boots. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's like a baseball player who's, you know, just sort of like, like a pitcher who's trying to stare down the batter and trying to yeah. you know, just... Uh, a little bit intimidating, a little trying to, uh, yeah, trying to intimidate the batter. Him pointing his beak up like that. I'm picturing yeah. Babe Ruth calling a shot. Here's, <laughs> here's, a, here's a meadowlark with his beak up, and here's Babe Ruth pointing to left field. Yeah, maybe uh, he stares at the guy just trying to steal a base. He won't steal it. Could be, but then he'll get a pitch clock violation because. Oops. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Or he can only he can only stare over there for so long, and he can only throw the one time, and et cetera. Et cetera <laughs> for those et cetera. of you listening, we actually play a drinking game with Paul, and every time Paul mentions how much he hates the the pitch clock, you have to drink. Well, Ranger Amy Burnett, this has been uh, a lot of fun out here birding with you. We saw one robin, we heard some chickadees. We're still waiting to hear from your Northern Colorado owl with an S from last week. Owls are sleeping right now. Which is what kind of what I wish I was doing right now. But got my coffee to wake me up, so it's okay. Ranger Amy Burnett, at Ranger Amy on Twitter. And what is it? On Threads. On Look, threads. This is our first ever Threads promo mm -hmm. here. On Threads, you are the real Ranger Amy. That's right. All one word. Well, go follow the real Ranger Amy on Threads for more bird knowledge like this. And uh, Ranger Amy, this is two weeks in a row. Uh, and we'll have you back, I'm sure, sometime soon. Okay. I look forward to it. What's the next one? The next episode overall. The next animal one. Might be the Dayton Dragons. Ooh, that'll be a good one. It is time, once again, for your favorite segment on the Baseball by Design podcast, Studio Simon Stumpers, with designer extraordinaire, Dan Simon of Studio Simon. Dan, how are you? I am fantastic. Thank you. How are things over there in Fort Collins? Well, I have to tell you, I just very recently got back from a trip to New York City, and there were a lot of people wandering around in New York City. I did not go to a baseball game on this trip. This was for a uh, landmark birthday celebration for Baseball by Design's wildlife consultant, Ranger Amy Burnett. And there were a bunch of people wandering around in minor league baseball hats. And I had to tell you, I had to resist the urge, I guess, because it's New York and, you know, you don't want to run up to strangers the, the way you might in other places. But there were a number of people walking around in Dan Simon designed hats. And I wanted to you know, I wanted to run up to them and just say, hey, like uh, this is uh, you know, my, my friend Dan designed that. Well, I was born in New York City, so those people were likely relatives of mine. 
That's probably true. I think that's how New York City works. We're talking about the Bismarck Larks in North Dakota here. So we've got a bird theme. We've got North Dakota themes. I have never been to a baseball game in North Dakota. This one's on my list to to get to somehow to to check another state off my state list for places where I've seen baseball games. Once I got to all 50 states, then I had to start doing new lists for them. So now I have states where I've run and states where I've seen baseball games. And uh, North Dakota is not on either of those lists. So anyhow, so yeah, so you've got to- You've never been to all 50 states? I have been to all 50 states. My 50th state- between between traveling for work and uh, traveling for baseball palooza, I was able to get all 50 states. And my 50th state was in 2015 as part of the second baseball palooza trip when we went to a Portland Sea Dogs game. Maine was my 50th state. Well, okay. I've not been to nearly all 50 states and mm. don't think I ever will. So you got to come uh, join us for baseball palooza. That'll that'll help you knock out some states. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've joined you once, not on the whole trip, but for one leg of it when it when you you started here in Louisville. So who knows? Maybe I will. When this episode drops, you and I and some other folks will have just finished uh, a a baseball palooza of sorts. Yeah, we need to come up with a name for that because your baseball palooza trips are indeed paloozas because they mm-hmm. normally are what. Four games, five games? It's four games in four days, yeah. Okay. So we're talking about half of a palooza. So um we need to come up with uh come up with its own name for it. Okay. That'll be a project for the trip itself. We'll report back after the uh after the trip itself, I think. Yeah, we're gonna have a little time in the car. So yeah. um, <laughs> that would give in, us in the meantime, <laughs> we've got the Bismarck Larks. We've got today's studio Simon Stumper for the Bismarck Larks. Okay, here we go. Um, I wonder if this has ever come up in conversation with you and a friend of the show, wildlife uh, correspondent Ranger Amy. Um, are you familiar with collective nouns for groups of birds? Wow. No, I don't. This is this would involve some of Ranger Amy's favorite things, which are grammar and birds. Uh, but I don't. I don't think so. No, collective nouns for groups of birds. So I'm not. No. So let me give you. A, a, here are some examples of of collective nouns for groups of birds. And by the way, the reason we don't say flocks of birds is because it's not necessarily a flock. It's just it's a group of of birds. Um, here, I'm going to give you three examples. A mischief of magpies. Okay. A I like conspir- that. A conspiracy of ravens. And check this one out. A murder of crows. Now, how they come up with these, I do not know. But I do know that there are sometimes, if not often, multiple collective nouns for a particular type of bird. Um, and larks, from my research, I have determined to have at least six different collective nouns to describe a group of, of larks. So our studio Simon Stumper today asks, which of these three are one of those collective nouns for a group of larks? So one of these is going to be the, uh, uh, the name for a group of larks. Here's your choices. Which okay. of these 
are or is a collective noun for a group of larks? Is it A, a gala of larks? B, an exaltation of larks? Whoa. Or C, an amusement of larks? <laughs> wow. Gala, exaltation, or amusement? I have no idea. And all of them, in their own way, all of them sound like they could be right. Gala sounds the least right to me. I'm trying to find some sort of connection to, you know, a murder of crows, a conspiracy of ravens, a confederacy of dunces. Mischief right. of magpies. A mischief of magpies. All right. I'm trying to find some sort of, uh, you know, correlation there between some of these other words. I am going to say, and I'm just straight up guessing here. I'm going to say an amusement of larks. And why do you choose that? I wish I could explain. I wish I could sort of elucidate why I chose them. It's the one that sort of aligns with the others that you said. I don't know. I don't. It's. I think it's just a guess, Dan. I'm sorry. I don't. I can't. I can't explain why I picked that one. It just sounded the rightest to me. And I still don't know whether whether that's a good guess or not. I don't know if I got it. You did not get it. Okay. It, the answer <laughs> you were correct that gala is not one. Okay. So you're immediately uh, lapping that off the list was was correct, um, but the answer is exaltation. And now, but but that's one of six. Now I'll, I will tell you that you were thinking that an amusement sounded right. I think is good thinking because one of the other collective nouns for a group of larks is a happiness of larks. Oh, so an amusement of larks. The other ones are a bevy of larks, an ascension of larks, as in oh. ascending upwards, yeah. um, a flight of larks, and even a springfall of larks. That's kind of a weird one for me. But yeah. um, where I was curious of how they come up with these names yeah. and what my research has uncovered is they they try whoever it is i don't even know who they are but whoever it is that comes up with these names and they then become official um they they try to be something that that reflects the character or spirit or whatever of the bird now larks are known you've heard the expression happy as a lark yeah okay so they're known for their for their um cheerful singing uh that may and, be what was sort of deep in my brain when I was thinking, you know, when I chose amusement, I was thinking that they're, you know, they're this bright yellow color, which is associated with happiness and sunshine. And, you know, exaltation sounded like a bit much. And so when you say that one of them is a happiness of larks, you know, maybe, maybe that's a connection there. But yeah, amusement, and this is, uh, this is, I didn't explain this well, but like amusement feels to me like a word that I would associate with larks. Well, you know what? This is one of those where I figured um, you wouldn't know because who really knows these things? Like, right. I feel like I've I've heard of murder of crows and a mischief of magpies. Like when I read those, it's like, I feel like maybe I've heard that before. Right. But but when and why I would have heard it, I couldn't tell you. Um, but it makes you then wonder, you know, are there, does this apply for other animals as well? Like is what's a group of hippos or, 
were, <laughs> you know, elephants. I've heard of a herd of elephants, which makes sense. Um, but um, this would be a fun social media game here. It's just to uh, not to not to come up with real ones, but to come up with fake ones. You know, what's uh, what word would be appropriate for a group of certain animals? You know, maybe that would be uh, we can we can apply that to to all the different uh, you know, teams that exist out there, you know, what, what, what would be one for Tortugas, for instance, a, a something of Tortugas? Well, I think we can add to, to that. How about groups of people? Like how about a, what is a group of Caputos known as? <laughs> trouble. <laughs> a trouble of Caputos. A trouble there of Caputos. Go. See, there we did it. <laughs> Dan, this is uh this was an extra fun one. You got me with this one, right? Like this, uh, I was, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even defend my answer that well because it was uh, my head, you had my head spinning so much. So this was, uh, this was a, an excellent stumper. Okay. Well, um, if that has, is setting the bar, I will try to reach <laughs> those heights with uh, the stumpers to come. I have been stumped by Studio Simon again. Dan, I will see you in person very soon at the time of this episode dropping we will have just seen each other in person i'm looking forward to that so so much and i can't wait to tell everyone about it after the fact in the meantime have a good few days and i'll see you soon see you soon looking forward to it <laughs>